This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike and Tana's here. She's actually in the other room, still here living in uh, lovely yes. California. We got our son Owen here behind the scenes listening. It's very exciting. So, uh, welcome. Tana, how are you? you, you Great. You got another week or two in town. I do. I'm so the, excited. The beach the has been beautiful. Weather. Hiking in the mountains. Ah. I really miss this area, and I love working with the team in the office. So I'm happy to be here. Well, but you've been busy, unfortunately. You do have I have. Here, so you have been busy working. But uh, what do you got for us? I know you wanted to talk about the Schwab stuff yeah. before I go into a, a deep, dark hole of, of things. Right. So I just wanted to let everyone know you're going to be receiving a letter. You've probably already received it, whether it's by email communication or the mail. It's a letter stating that your TD Ameritrade accounts are going to be switching over to Schwab. Um, just a couple um, things to pay attention to. You're going to be assigned a new account number. It's going to be eight digits long. It will replace the nine digit current account number that you have. Um, the conversion actually takes place Labor Day weekend. So September 2nd through the 4th, you will not have access to your current TD Ameritrade login um, after or on or after uh, Friday, September 1st, and that's starting at 5.30 Pacific time. So just keep that in mind. Um, you will have um, access to your new Schwab accounts. Uh, you would need to go to schwaballiance.com to set up a new username and password, but you'll get some more information regarding how to do that. Um, and then again, just keep in mind, this doesn't change our relationship by any means. We're literally just, you know, Schwab has purchased a TD Ameritrade back in 2019. So we're just now finally witnessing uh, the switch. Yeah, the formality. But yeah. yeah, no big deal in the big scheme of things. Obviously, Schwab is a, a very significant large custodian, yes. just like TD Ameritrade. They were able to gobble them up. They wanted some of TD Ameritrade's technology. Yeah. They now have it. Woohoo. And mm -hmm. so, you know, in the in the big scheme of things, once this is settled, like I said, a couple quirky things like Tara yeah. was saying with setting up a new login and whatnot. Correct. But above and beyond that, the, the reality is for most people, all that's going to happen one day is your statement's going to say Schwab at the top. Um, instead yeah. of in the small print in the back where it currently says it. So, right. Oh, one easy other peasy. Quick, yeah. Oh. One other quick point make sure to log into your current TD Ameritrade um, at advisorclient.com. Update any information name, address, phone number. Let us know yeah. if there's been any changes on your situation. We need to know about them too. We can help you edit that and update everything because that will make for a smoother transition. Yeah. Well, good. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, things have been good lately. I mean, gosh, Mr. Stock Market's been <laughs> yeah. going up. Everybody's happy. Times are good. And, you know, it's funny because when you when you turn on the news, it doesn't feel that way, right? There's still so much drama mm -hmm. going on. There's right. now a, a wheat crisis coming out of Ukraine. You've mm -hmm. got the boats of China surrounding Taiwan. Um, there's there's a lot of still geopolitical chaos mm -hmm. floating around everywhere. Just on the news this morning at the gym, I was reading something about some U.S. soldier going into North Korea. You're like, what? 
what is that? You know, is it starting the next war? So there's a lot of this chaos, right? And, and it's tough because the stock market's been going up. And sometimes that's a little bit of a false flag. It's a little misleading on why the stock market goes up. And it's tough because we all have a tendency of following the S&P 500 and saying, oh, the market's up, the market's down, the market's up, the market's down. But remember, the S&P 500 is baked off of 500 companies. And these companies are all different sizes. So even as well as a company does, if you have a company that's worth $100 billion versus a trillion dollars, and that trillion dollar company goes up more, it just kind of pulls the bull mm -hmm. by the nose thing kind of a deal. And so it's interesting. I was looking at, uh, where is it? I got all these websites open. I opened too many websites today. Let's see. Here we go. I was looking at total returns for uh, S&P 500 stocks this year. Now, remember, at the moment, you've got the S&P 500 kind of up, you know, a little over 20%. It's feeling good. It's feeling great. But what does that really mean? And what's amazing, like, even if you look at this spreadsheet of returns, you have these, you know, five to 10 stocks right out of the gates that have done disproportionately well this year. NVIDIA, the big winner for the S&P 500, it's up 200%. Uh, a lot of that is based on AI. It's also based on the fact that its stock got absolutely destroyed over the last couple of years. And mm -hmm. a lot of it was just the sense of recovery. But what's interesting, remember, 500 companies. And if I start scrolling down, the, the returns get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, I'm not even on the thing. Tanya, you could have told me to add the picture oh. on the screen. That would have been helpful to the audience. Well, you can't prepare me for this. So I didn't know. Gosh, I didn't know. So here's my list of stocks, right? So I was going through it. And so you got these big stocks at the top that have done really well. And as I scroll down, ah, it turns red. It turns red just over 300. What that means is almost 200 stocks are negative this year on the S&P 500. Well, once again, that's a little misleading, right? Because I thought the S&P 500 was up this year, right? So the story is always a little askew. So you've got almost 40% of the S&P 500 is literally negative losing money this year. You then say, okay, now I'm in the positive stocks. You know, Deer is up 0.65%. Not very well compared to how the general S&P is doing. But if I was to go up, 10, 11, 12, I'm trying to get to 20%. So like 20%, which is, like I said, that average return for the S&P 500, mm -hmm. it's amazing that that's at 138. So what does that mean to us? It, it means basically 75% of the stocks in the S&P 500 are underperforming what the S&P 500 says the return is this year. And that's because a handful of big num names have done disproportionately well. And so if you're a stock picker and you pick the top 10 names, you look like a hero. If you're a stock picker that picks the bottom 10 names in the S&P 500, you look like a loser. And so that's just, I think, gives a lot of context to where people need to have a better understanding of, hey, the market's up, the market's down. What does that really mean for me as an investor? It, it can mean a lot of things. It's really, truly dependent on the underlying stocks that you own as an individual. But it also means that if something like NVIDIA that has done disproportionately well this year suddenly does disproportionately bad, it also means that that's going to pull the stock market down a heck of a lot quicker than some of the other things inside of here, you know, based on the market weight. But we've got a lot of headwinds that we're still not past. You know, the, the Fed all of a the sudden, mm -hmm. they keep changing their rhetoric on, on Fed rate increases. So next week we have a, a meeting on July 26th. There's now basically a 100% chance the feds are raising rates a quarter point. Now, I like to show these probabilities to everybody. We've been showing this for, for most of the year. And it's amazing how when you go back earlier in the year, by July right now, 
the probability was the feds were going to be cutting rates. You know, right now the fed funds rate is at, at 5%. So they're talking about going to five and a quarter percent and they've kind of got the pressure on, you know, uh, last month when Powell was speaking, he said that they have two more expected rate increases. So mm -hmm. including this one. And so another rate increase is possibly coming. That's a little overwhelming to us. Number one, because at least headline inflation came down annualized to 3% a couple of weeks ago. The money supply has been rolling over, which we talk about quite a bit. So there's a lot of things that are helping lead inflation down. And so the Fed's anxiety of showing that they're tough on inflation could be problematic. I mean, where, where does it become most problematic? You know, number one is here's here's 30 year mortgages. Let's go to a shorter picture. Here's 30 year mortgages. They're, they're basically getting back to all time highs again. The average 30 year mortgage is back to 7%. It had trended down to about 6% earlier this year. These types of things put upward pressure on buyers, people mm -hmm. buying homes, people wanting to sell homes, uh, the valuations of selling those homes. These types of things, when the feds raises rates, I mean, the average used car loan is over 11% right now. Yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, that's what's amazing when you get into some of this stuff mm -hmm. is the average new car payment is a little over 700 bucks now. Wow. The average used car payment is over 500 bucks now. And this stuff's slowly starting to fall apart. You know, let's see if I have any other things. Delinquencies, commercial real estate. Who cares about commercial real estate falling apart? No big deal. Let me see. I thought I had some other ones. Eh, GDP. Yeah, I could Google and watch. Default. Let's see what defaults we want. Auto, maybe. Auto default rates. Oh, so here looking at three year chart, it looks like auto default rates bottomed in July of 2021. And it looks like they're starting to come up pretty consistently. You know, overall things are trending up. So as prices of cars went up, the cost of purchasing those cars went up, all of a sudden we're starting to see the default rates creeping up. Mm -hmm. um, so those are things that we want to be conscious of, right? Is what's really happening in the commercial real estate market? Uh, what's happening with default rates on credit cards, on auto loans, mm -hmm. um, on certainly mortgages? Mortgages have actually held up very well so far because people are realizing that their existing mortgage at two and a half percent is so coveted at this point. Right. They can never replace it. <laughs> yeah. So there's just a lot going on. We um, Next week, we're going to get the money supply. I think that's going to be a big piece of the puzzle as we start to predict how inflation is going to look on the read in August for July. I think all of the easy inflation of inflation coming down is gone. We now have sticky inflation. Um, Tana just traveled here in the summer. She had to buy plane tickets. Plane tickets are more expensive in the summer. Gas is more expensive in the summer. Food is more expensive when gas is more expensive and plane tickets are more expensive and everything's more expensive. So we're at a place where it will be interesting over the next 60 days to see how that inflation pressure and the data that comes out really does, yeah. does govern the feds. But Hey, we can chalk it up as a shallow win. If the stock market goes up on good news, bad news, sideways news, brown news, green news, whatever news, you know, we can't complain about that, but we also need to realize that the stock market is a creature of habit. And while there's still pressure all around us of mm -hmm. things that are uncertain, the stock market is, is designed to stay pouty. I did see a headline uh, come out the other day. I, I cut it out here on CNBC. It says, Jim Cramer doesn't see a recession on the horizon. I think that that very instantly means there's definitely a recession coming because we're, we're at a point in our lives where you do exactly the opposite of what Jim Cramer says, and then you're okay.
right? You know, I mean, if you if anyone gets bored, start Googling, you know, based on his stock recommendations, how well the stocks have done. And he he's he's like plays opposite day with most things. So uh, that's kind of anecdotal is a little bit of a joke. But then again, it's hard to say there's no uh, recession coming. I mean, you look at something, for example, like U.S. GDP. You ever heard of that thing? Quarter over quarter. Let's see what it's been doing for the last year. How's that line look, Tana? Is that line going straight up or straight down? Straight down. Right. So this is GDP. So if we go back, let's see where we're at. You know, third quarter 2022 is 3.2%. Fourth quarter is 2.6%. Last quarter is 2%. GDP is trending down. That's not necessarily a good thing, right? You know, but it does speak to the point that where does that recession exist in our life? It's maybe not a labor recession at the moment or a jobs recession, right. but is it a retail recession? Obviously yeah. the tech thing is, is booming back to life. But I mean, when you look at earnings of tech companies coming out right now, so many of them just made boatloads of money just simply based on the idea of firing all their employees at this point. So well, the getting's good, the getting's good. So we like it. But like I said, there's a lot of things that are going to come out. We've got uh, money supply data next week. We've got mm-hmm. the Fed talking, doing a rate challenge next week. And remember, it's not about the rate increase. If they come out and they do a quarter point rate increase, guess what? Everybody's already betting on that. That's already priced in. Yeah. It's what Powell says the hour after the rate increase that really matters. If he comes out and says, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. This is very sad. Then, then there's going to be some some shaky in the market. But, you know, we got to get to this point where the feds start to give you that kind of all clear signal and then start mm-hmm. to suggest they're going to cut rates. Um, I'm, you know, it's politics season next year. I know Biden needs Powell to cut rates to uh, stay in office if that's what he's trying to pull off. So anyways, look at that. Tana talked for three minutes. I ranted for 10 and we call that Typical. a show. Tip. <laughs> mean. No. Jeez Louise. No, well, it's hey, good. If anybody has any questions, thoughts, concerns, please reach out to us. That's why we're here. We're here to help you. We're here to figure out this stuff for you. If you have questions about the transition from TD Ameritrade mm-hmm. to Schwab, please don't hesitate to um, reach out to us. We're here to help you with that. So give us a call, though, 805-500-7035. And I hope you guys all have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group, LLC. The Lind Group, LLC and the Lind Group Advisors, LLC are not affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.